Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back again, Business Casual listeners. Today we have a very special, highly esteemed guest, Dr. Barbara Lowe. She is the owner of Greenleaf Psychological and Support Services. She is a licensed psychologist, life coach, and owner of Box of DrBarbaraLow.com, and she is also a lay minister. Thank you so much for coming on and being a guest, Doctor. I am so happy to be here, Miles. I'm so excited. So today, I just want to let people get to know who you are a little bit. If you'd like to uh, give us your brief rundown of how you got into psychology a little bit, and then we can start the show. Sure, absolutely. So I uh, grew up in a very dysfunctional home, and there was a lot of alcohol and drug abuse and people abuse and didn't feel like I was worth very much uh, growing up and developed some unhealthy habits. And I ended up having a, a transformational faith experience around 19 where I became a Christian and began to have more of a purpose about my, in regard to my life and ended up going to college and then getting a PhD and over time really having a lot of uh, healing in my own life and it began to develop well really from early on I had a desire to help people and help people heal and have a different experience and also receive the healing that I received and to do that I had to get business savvy um, and uh, today I have a business with about 15 employees and we work to heal lives every single day. And I also do uh, speaking and writing and create courses where people who can't make it to my office or are tired of being on my waiting list can receive healing through those venues as well. Wow. So your actual profession seems as if it has crossed into ministry in a sense yeah so uh, my my business my greenleaf business is secular i do christian counseling there upon request and then but i still feel like that's ministry to a hurting world um you know i think god is good and because god of god's goodness there's healing on this earth whether we receive him as savior or not right and then right. and then um, with the dr barbara brand i'm incorporating my christian faith very uh volitionally very purposefully into that to help people who are christians or christian friendly to incorporate that peace and to really in incorporate that that faith and that supernatural peace into their healing which i think is fantastic and um, I think that too sometimes people of faith can be a little leery of psychology and so I wanted to create something that they could use for themselves well that that's amazing because growing up in my family we, we were we were raised Christian and huh? very very opposed to going to speak with a psychologist <laughs> very opposed. exactly exactly but yet i bet if you broke your arm you would have gone to the hospital to get it set most most certainly most certainly. right the um the expectation for mental health in my community growing up was if you go to a psychologist you're crazy <laughs> yep. which which is very 
damaging to emotional turmoil that goes into uh, lower income families and neighborhoods where they, where I believe, honestly, we need the most, um, you know, information about how our minds are working and how trauma is affecting our daily lives. You know, a lot of us walk around with burdens that we can't diagnose and we, we use substances to heal a pain that is just mental you know so exactly so so glad to have yeah well you know I did the same thing actually I mean I use substances and addictions and you know I guess kind of like quasi addictions because I was still young but um, to kind of cover up the pain until I came into more and more truth and yeah and I grew up in a family that was doing the same thing I actually was raised in a blue collar family and especially young growing up. Um, and then even after my parents split, they didn't have that much. So, so I did, I actually wasn't exposed to many Christians or much about mental health myself. So I'm kind of an anomaly as well, but I, I do, you know, if we were walking around with a, a wound that was infected or a wound that was bleeding out, we would care for that. And we need to do the same for our psychological traumas, that it, it very much um, mirrors what it would be like to have a physical wound and that there is healing, that there are uh, antibiotics, that there are uh, ways we can stitch up and heal those things that really work. And it doesn't mean there's anything weird or let's say cray cray about you. <laughs> but. Yeah, I mean it's a normal it's a normal thing to have something that's broken and get it healed. Even with our physical body, we don't like it when it happens, but we've all you know sprained ankles or broken bones or gotten cuts and bruises and they heal. And it's the same with our psychological selves. Wow. So, in your opinion, in your practice, who is your practice geared to? Well, my my practice at Greenleaf, my local practice, we do cradle to grave. We, uh, so that means we see little kids up through, you know, older folks. We see individuals, we see couples, we see families, we see, we have some groups running, support groups or educational groups. And then we also do assessment where people are looking for more information about, usually about their diagnosis or sometimes learning disorder, ADHD, autism, things like that. So we really, I've, I've really, I really wanted to create a center of healing for every member of the family. Uh, you know, I think sometimes families go here and there looking for help and it, it's hard. It's a lot. If you have a couple things going on in your family, which is typical to go to four different places to get everyone's needs met is hard. So. Uh, we like to meet everyone's needs here and I hire very, very carefully so that we have very high quality staff that can meet a lot of different needs. And then at the Dr. Barbara level, um, I'm more um, looking to help women with a faith who have had traumas in their childhood uh, or throughout their life, but a lot, you know, difficulty with growing up stuff and uh, who want to overcome that to uh, really rock this world and pursue uh, the calling in their lives, the purpose in their hearts. All right. So today's show, 
um, we're going to narrow the focus down just a tad um, and deal with growing up with a childhood that you you've experienced trauma and now that you're an adult you you understand that something must have happened to you when you're a child but you can't quite give exact details as to what it is where does someone begin in your like what what are some of the questions that a person should ask themselves about their childhood trauma right well i think that a a lot of times when we grew up in a dysfunctional home which let's say this every family is a little bit dysfunctional we're all a little quirky so it's like it's levels of dysfunction but when we grow up in a home that is pretty dysfunctional we often can have a feeling of everyone got this everyone's we're all in a play and everyone got the script but me and I don't and I don't know how to people like I'm trying to figure out how to people and other people seem to have gotten the script I know that a lot of times kids who grow up in adults uh, with alcoholic parents or an alcoholic parent or a parent with a mental health issue or a parent with a substance abuse issue feel that you know we tend to feel that way I certainly felt that way. I remember studying people, trying to figure out, you know, what is normal, and um, just had a real poor self-esteem. Uh, didn't know how to do relationships well. Didn't know how to set boundaries. Didn't know how to set boundaries with myself. So I think a lot of times it's the symptoms that are bothering us because that's what's causing us pain. Um, you know, we wouldn't change if there wasn't pain. So maybe depression, anxiety, feeling like I'm an imposter, which really can affect our business life, feeling like they're like, I don't belong, I don't deserve to be here, that there's something really wrong with me, that if people really saw who I was, that they wouldn't, they wouldn't have me at this job, or they wouldn't buy my product, or they wouldn't listen to my podcast. Um, so those kind of symptoms are often what drive us to look a little deeper uh, because if everything is kind of good and floating along okay, we're, we're probably not going to look deeper because we feel okay. But when our feelings, our emotions start set, communicating to us, something's hey you, something's wrong in here, that's when we want to look a little deeper and get some help or some information, uh, some education on how to get how to heal yeah so one of the things that you mentioned just now struck a chord with me um the imposter syndrome um i know when when we grow up and we we have siblings that are amazing and um our talents may not manifest themselves as we we, i know me as as a as an adult i try to make up for the attention that I felt that I didn't get um, early on in, in my youth and I lashed out in a bit to create these companies and to achieve this success and to you know pretty much almost starve myself to get to the top and when I got to the top and I wanted to share it with my, my family um, my parents I wasn't received as well as I thought it should have and it made me feel like it didn't really deserve what I had achieved um 
what do you say to those type of situations? Right. Well, you know, I think about the perfect human being, Jesus Christ, <laughs> um, you know, who was fully God, fully man. And I think about him in his ministry and his his family being outside saying, what do you what do you think you're doing? Get on up in here, you know, <laughs> they're like, what do you, you know, and, you know, they're like, what do you think you're doing? You know, you know, so oftentimes our family sees us in a certain role. And if we're not careful, we'll see ourselves in that same role. And sometimes they're the last folks to see the growth in us. And so we do need to be careful. I, uh, I don't know when this is going to post, but I know that Christmas, in where we're recording, Christmas is a week away, roundabout, mm-hmm. or less than that now. And so a lot of people are going to be around family. And it's, it's funny how y- y- we're, we're living these adult lives. We're doing these fantastic things to help people. Our hearts really are, for the most part, in the right place. And we can go home and feel seven again. Right. Because, yeah, because it's it's easy for other people to put us in those old familiar roles. It's easy for us to put ourselves in those old familiar roles. And so we have to learn to hold on to who we are. We have to learn to hold on to um, what you know, what God says about us. Or if we don't have a faith, what we've known over time about ourselves that that um, that that helps us we have to hold on. We have to learn to hold on to ourselves and we have to learn to renew our mind and think those new thoughts. And sometimes we need to touch base more often with people who see the new us or see the growing us and, and get our feedback from them. Yeah. Go ahead. I do think we need feedback from other people. You know, some people say, well, we should, I shouldn't need anyone's feedback. And Yes, that is true. If um, for, to use another scriptural reference, if you're like John on the Isle of Patmos and you're not around any people, or you know you're in these extreme circumstances, but generally speaking, we're made to like co-regulate and like we're kind of like pack animals, so to speak. We we need each other, and and um, and so we do need support. We do need people who are speaking life and and supportive things into us. But we also have to realize it might not come from our bloodline relatives you know it might come from the friends who are the family we create and that's okay yeah um i think that's an important important place to 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 get to in life Uh, your validation may not come from the people that are that you perceive as closest to you but the people that are showing themselves uh anew in your life and bringing fresh breath to you those relationships should be cultivated even more, you know, in adulthood to maintain some type of balance when it comes to how you feel about yourself, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that we can have friends uh, who are, have different purposes. I mean, we, we should all have a couple different friends or a couple different people. It could be family or friends who are in that inner circle that we can share lots of different parts of us. And then we can have uh, more second stringer friends where we can share less parts of ourselves 
but certain parts. And then we can have third stringer friends who, let's say you have like a podcast friend, Miles, or I have other, I have other friends who we talk about, we're, we're practice owners in mental health. And so we, we really talk about that and a little bit of other things, but it's really focused on that. And I have, um, and then we should also have people that were meant being mentored by, which I have, and then people who were mentoring, which I also have. And so I, I think we really need a balance in, in that because like I said, like we've said, we do need each other and uh, not everyone can meet every need, but we can have a variety of friendships that meet a variety of different needs. So I guess what I'm taking from that is how they say it takes a village to raise a child. I guess now it takes a village to sustain an adult. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And there's skill in relationship. It's not easy. And like I said, I mean, I, I've had to learn how to people. So if, if listeners out there are like, that, you know, I don't even know how to do that. But how, wherever you're at, I might've been worse, right? I mean, I was terrible at relationships and now I'm a relationship specialist. I mean, like I interact and relate and with people for a living. So it is possible to heal and really get your sailor's legs for being good in relationship and um, being positive with people and being helpful and being authentic and, and, um, and, and gaining support from relationships. Yeah, I think um, as business owners, I, I know I became very, very dependent on just myself for a long time because I would reach out to people close to me and they kind of wouldn't understand what was going on because the journey in life of an entrepreneur is not the same as someone who works a nine to five. You know, we, we work 24 hours a day pretty much in the beginning to start whatever we're trying to start. And I realized that a lot of people that I used to lean on pretty heavily emotionally, they just couldn't go on that journey with me. And like you said, I had to reach out to people that were kind of doing the same thing I was doing in order to get the feedback that I wasn't crazy, <laughs> you know, that, um, you know, taking those extra weekends and missing certain holidays wasn't the end of my life. And I wasn't, um, you know, crazy for, for wanting a better future by sacrificing some of my presence. You know. I, I have to tell you, I went through that as well. And and the, the financial sacrifice, too, of the first couple of years is pretty great uh, to, when you start up a business. And yeah, I think the important thing for is to realize it needs to be a season that uh, as entrepreneurs, oftentimes we're visionaries. And so we can start something um, and we can we're really good at starting things and getting them off and getting them going. And we're a rare breed. I mean, uh, um, or or a different breed, let's say, because we're, we're like, we're like a dog on a bone almost like we're, we're like fixed. We're like, I'm going to do this thing. It's like it, it, this passion that we feel is so intense <laughs> that other people probably don't get it unless they're entrepreneurs. But I think it's smart that once you, once you get really get things rolling to get some good mentorship that can help you with how to um, how to, uh, what is the, what is the word for offload, but it's a nicer word, delegate, delegate to learn how to delegate. yeah hire people, hire well and delegate, which I've done. 
um, a, in a book, a book that I really like that's helped me is the Rocket Fuel book. I don't know if you've heard of that. I forget who wrote it. Um, um, I will be checking it yeah. out. Yeah, <laughs> but it talks about the visionary role and the integrator role in a business and to get people in who can integrate your vision so that you can still be the visionary is a really good thing. Um, so yeah, I do, I, that book has helped me a lot. Yeah, those skills are, when I think about my mental capacity, you only have so much you can give to a project before delegation is necessary because if you take on the weight of a business for too long, you will crumble or slow the, the growth of the business down to a halt yep. because you can't get everything done as efficient as efficiently as a team. That's right. Because I realized I may be the best at doing all of these things, but I'm not the best at doing all of these things at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I, lo so, I love that phrase. You can have it all, but not all at once. And that is yeah. so true. So true. Yeah. And I found I'm not the best. I mean, I'm, I'm not the best. I can do the finances, but I'm not the best at that. So I have a CFO and uh, I can manage the practice, but I can't do that and grow the practice. So I have a practice manager and I have a clinical administrator who loves getting into the details of policy. I want policy and I'm, I can create policy, but I really don't love maintaining, maintaining something that's going well. I love to grow it. And so I get to focus on growing the business and next year we're going to open up a satellite office and then I'm continuing to grow my national slash international brand of uh, Dr. Barbara. So that's what I love. And I, 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 I hope and pray that everyone listening can find those sweet spots uh, for themselves. But I'm, let's see, I'm eight years into this, almost seven years open doors, but eight years, including really more than eight years uh, with planning. And uh, so I've had to work hard to get here. How has um, starting this practice and getting it off the ground changed your life? Well, at first I was very busy <laughs> and I think probably I let myself be too busy too much because I, I think that I wasn't, I now realize how stressed I was. Um, but I am, I really feel like I'm living a, a dream life. I'm doing what I was created to do. I'm in flow and it doesn't mean that everything's perfect. And it doesn't mean that, uh, that there aren't hard days. There are, but I am happy with what I do and I'm helping other, I'm helping a lot of other people. Uh, for example, even with my staff, do, are you still there? I dropped my phone. Yes. Okay. Yes, even, I'm even with my staff, I've had many of my staff tell me that this is the best place they've ever worked. And I try very hard to create a culture that's therapeutic, not just for the clients, but for the staff, because that ultimately will benefit the clients. And because I love growing people, that's what I really feel like I was made to do is grow people, help people heal, help people grow and provide a nurturing environment where they can grow. And they feel that and give me that feedback. And that is so rewarding for me. Um, and I just enjoy that so much. So it's, yeah, it's, it, it's changed my life. And I'm, I remember my last job, my boss said, 
Barbara, we love having you here. You do such good work, but why are you here? You have such, <laughs> you have such big dreams. And you know, every other place I'd been, I kept trying to maximize how much I could grow uh, my role in those places and grow what could be done in those places. And I'm just an entrepreneur at heart. Wow. Um, I love that story because it's like, at some point, the biggest success is being able to be a success for other people and mm -hmm. to be able to touch that many lives with your one life. I think that's the entrepreneur's gift is to be in the foundation pretty much almost out of thin air. <laughs> it seems like, you know, yeah. we have these dreams, we have these ideas and people become uh, parts and pieces to them and it becomes a foundation that helps them get off on their life. Yeah. You know? So I, I love that part about entrepreneurship and having employees. And I know some days having employees can be tough, <laughs> very tough. Yeah, and I don't want people to think it's all been roses. I mean, my, my since I've started planning the business, my dad committed suicide. My mom died of cancer. Um, and I went through an unwanted divorce. Um, someone recently said, when is a divorce wanted? But, um, and, um, but a very, very lovely, amazing remarriage. And um, right before I also had a, a full-term stillborn. So I'm, I don't wanna paint the picture that it's all been easy. Uh, but even through that, my business has grown and uh, you know, God has been good. And I've, I've tried to hire and surround myself with good people and you know it's doable so i do want to tell people i do want to encourage your listeners to pursue your dreams and don't let your set the setbacks in your life um hold you down i mean i like to say for uh, for a white girl in america i've had more than my fair share of trauma and, and i haven't i haven't shared all of it in this podcast i've shared parts of it but I've tried to use all those things to make myself better instead of bitter and to push forward into the, into the purpose that God has for me so that I can fulfill my destiny on this earth. And I want to use every hard thing I've been through to, I want to pull it forward into how can I help others? And that's how I've lived my life. And I, I really want to encourage the listeners, uh, who are going through hard times that you can do this. You can, this does not mean that you're, purpose is thwarted nothing can thwart your purpose and to push through and to do what's on your heart and to get the right mentorship and um and to press on wow so it that that brings a a passage from the bible all things are working together for your good in christ um and to take what seems like a tragic situation at the time, which I definitely send my condolences to everything that you went Thank through, you. but how it has, it seems as if it has given you a foundation where you're unshakable. Like what now could ever knock you off of your faith or off of your, your destiny? Because you've done what God asked you, which is to succeed in a time of trouble when most people would say oh you know this is a good enough reason to quit you were like no <laughs> I'm going to put my faith in God and continue in and be a blessing to the ones around me you know so that's 
I think that's one of the biggest things anybody can take away from this. Yes, that he really can turn our, um, transform our traumas into rivers of living water that flow. Um, just recently I was sharing about uh, the dark side of mother, hope for the dark side of motherhood and I was sharing the story of some of the things I've gone through including the stillbirth I talked about and right when I was talking about it Hurricane Michael was coming through literally outside and what's interesting is that this baby that I had lost his name was Michael and um, the Lord pointed out to me that that scripture that says rivers of living water will flow from you if you believe in me, the word river um, can mean torrent. And and so outside, like there was a torrent rising of Michael, but inside I was ministering out a torrent of, that was a torrent of life that where my trauma had become a river of living water for other people. And so I felt like that was, I thought that was really profound and a great example of what God wants to do with our hardships and our traumas and our challenges if we give them to him and we we dig our heels in to get better instead of bitter then we can see it become amazing amazingly meaningful and uh amazing ministry to other people wow wow like the living water part is such a it, that that connects with me so much because in prayer last night I was just asking that my voice and that what's going on with me I be living water to the folks that are listening to this podcast and sometimes it gets rough to do things for free mm-hmm. for a long uh, a period of time without any um, you know necessarily help I have help but the financial burdens of keeping everything up and it's like at some point it's all going to work for my good no good works are going to go wasted you know um and and i don't like to talk about a lot about what i do because it's the same thing as like your sacrifice you don't want to openly say hey i'm 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 um on this fast because then you've received your reward that's right no that's right (laughs) so a lot of the strongest people that I know, they suffer very silently. You wouldn't know what in the world is going on with them, but they hold such a face and they have such a strong faith in God that they know that their reward is coming later. They're going to push towards the higher mark. And I think we have to set more of those examples. And entrepreneurs are some of the most powerful people I I believe that I ever come in contact with just from their sheer faith to have to take a leap to do what they do. It's true. I mean, I remember back in economics class a long time ago that we were talking about resources in the economy and entrepreneurship is a resource because if we don't, I mean, that's what everything that we have that's been created business-wise was originally started by an entrepreneur. So yeah, it is a gift. It really is. I do have to say that I, um, I, I still feel like I can grow and not um, tooting my own horn <laughs> you know? as far as uh, doing it, suffering in the silence all the time and you know, things like, not, to, you know, giving, giving no, my I mean, gift of silence. No, I, and, I, and I believe that a testimony is very powerful, <laughs> yeah. you know, it, and it has to be shared and it has to be given it's just I know you know 
when, when it comes to entrepreneurship, when it comes to business, our stories are so powerful and we want to share them all the time. And I think it's very important that we do. Yeah, it's motive, to, I guess. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's, how, it's how it's being done. Yeah. Um, some people are malicious with how they say what they're, what they're doing um, to kind of make other people feel bad, like the narcissistic personality disorder where yeah. you know nobody can be as good as that person <laughs> no matter like it's yeah. a tip for tat no matter what's going on yeah. you know but um when when somebody's telling you their story with love as I believe you have there you don't feel that you know you don't get a tip for tat you you only feel inspiration and motivation to move forward yeah I really really want to use my story to help people it's been a little hard for me to make a decision to share my story more about my story publicly because of what I do for a living most of the time mental health professionals don't self-disclose but I really felt like God wanted me to and that it was, I really thought through it. I wasn't like, well, God wants me to, so I'm just gonna do this. I really thought through it, weighed the pros and cons, but I, I want to use it to help others. And I think there's a reason I went through the, uh, the things I've been through. And yet my life is full of hope and joy and love and, um, and imperfection. And it's all mixed in there together. And I want, I want other people to have what I've been given, the good parts. Right. Um, so is there any other way that our viewership, our listeners can contact you? Um, DrBarbaraLow.com. Uh, is that the best yeah, that, place to find mm -hmm, DrBarbaraLow.com. So it's D-R-B-A-R-B-A-R-A-L-O-W-E.com. And you could do forward slash self-care if you um, are interested in my free little ebook on self-care. Uh, it goes into a lot more than what self-care uh, bo books usually go into. It's more psychological and it has some faith pieces. And I'm creating a course called Hearts Returning Home that allows people, it's powerful, powerful, powerful stuff. It's all the best of what I have and uh, wrapped up into a course. Of, and it's how to really have the heart, a home in your heart, a sense of belonging, a sense of purpose, a sense of wholeness that you wanted to have but didn't have growing up. And so it's a course for healing. Uh, there's a module on transform your traumas and there's a, a module on satisfy your unmet needs and uh, parts on forgiveness, parts on entering into your purpose, parts on increasing safety and stability in your life. So that'll be coming out in 2019 and you can get uh, on my list at my on my website and get information about that. Wow, so business casual listeners, I want you to flood over to Barbara's um, amazing tools that she has given to the world to help healing. And I thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you again, Barbara, for joining us today. You've been such a transformative healing piece for our community. And I just thank you. I'm so grateful to have been here and to have met you, Miles. And I love the way our uh, journeys have overlapped. All right. We lo we'd love to have you back. I would love to <laughs> be back, Miles. I would love to be back. All right. Thank you so much, guys. Peace.